Yo, yo, what's up? I did write out uh, half of this podcast episode, but I think I'm going to close my computer as I did before I started filming and just do this one from the heart. I'll probably just make it a rant because I'm upset, okay? <laughs> New York Times, Rolling Stone, and Time Magazine all reached out to me to do interviews because I upset a lot of people online a couple weeks ago. I made some videos promoting some projects that I was working on. One of them is just strictly personal for right now. It would hopefully become a union job, but there's no guarantee that it's ever going to get there. I'm just dreaming big at this point. The other job is a non-union job. I'm a non-union. I did not make that clear online. This has been a wake-up call to how protective everybody is about the union strikes going on. And I just never should have gotten on that subject in my videos because I did not know what I was talking about. First of all, I had no idea what scabbing and crossing the picket line fence were. I didn't even know they were a thing. Not that people would even believe that, because then if it's ignorance as opposed to malevolence, if it's just ignorance, they're like, where does our rage go? They have to assign their own meaning in their head to my words and my actions to make themselves feel justified. That's what they think, is they think their anger is justified towards me right now. And maybe their anger is, I don't even think so, but let's just say that the anger is justified. What they're doing with it, the hate and online bullying, it's so misdirected, it's missing the mark in such a big way, and they think that they're affecting me, but dude, you just look so foolish. I only say the word you if you happen to be one of the haters, but most of you probably are not. I made a comment about uh, the CEO of the company wanting me for the TV show comparing me to Carol Burnett and John Candy's love child, or saying that I'm their love child, but drawing that comparison. So now everybody, every other comment I see is, is that John Candy? Is that Carol Burnett? Oh, I had no idea John Candy did this. And I'm like, first of all, it was their love child, if you were listening correctly. <laughs> so when they make those comments, they just look so dumb and not clever. If their insults were remotely clever or funny, then it, this would be kind of enjoyable. But what people don't realize is that I'm triggered by stupidity. And that's exactly what they're doing. I'm not a person that's very affected by hate. Like, I can turn that into a joke and make fun of them for hating on me. But when it's absolute stupidity, that's the word, the only word that I have for it. I have another one that starts with an R that w probably would get me canceled again. But dude, these people online are straight dumb. Most of them don't even follow me. They never did. This might be their first time hearing about me in some other video. They click my video and then send a hateful comment and then leave. This has also been a wake-up call to the absolute brainwashing that is happening on social media that I do think Hollywood has a part in fueling in the bandwagon hoppers who are going to hop onto the bandwagon just to hate on somebody or roast them. That's what they're trying to do is they're trying to roast me. They pick words that I said in my videos and they turn them into comments on my new videos. So if I turn off comments, people people are assuming like, huh, he couldn't handle the truth, couldn't handle the heat. I'm like, no, you guys are just so unoriginal and not creative. Come up with some creative stuff and then I'll turn my comments back on. Bunch of hosers. It's super frustrating, you know. I just, I started out making some content that was going to like 
make fun of them, troll them back, but I don't think that's the proper way to go about it, actually. If I were to, like... Now I think it's all about making content that is completely unrelated from the situation, turning off comments for a little while, and letting the little fleas and flies go about their way. Go get angry at something else, please. Again, if their hate was hitting the mark, it would not come off as such a joke to me. So there's that that's been going on, but also the executive has backed off. Telling me that either this wasn't a legitimate show offer to begin with, or it's because of this online hate and bullying that he is backing off. Which, sure, I guess that would make sense. I mean, this would probably follow me into my, into production of the show. People would be following this scab across the big line fan scab, even though it's a non-union show. And then when it combine union workers and non-union workers getting jobs crossing the picket line fence, they want to combine that into the same term, and I just don't think that's right at all. Only union workers can cross the picket line fence. A non-union person getting a non-union job is not crossing the picket line fence. It's just so funny that when I make jokes about my career being over, like everybody's saying that it is, they then switch their insults to, what career? You had to have one to lose one. And I'm like, wait, is my career over? Or did I not have one to begin with? I'm confused. And if the show doesn't move forward, yeah, that's a bummer. But I'm also just going to keep doing exactly what I've been doing for the last four years. People don't understand that they're throwing tomatoes at a moving locomotive. I've been making content online, both long form and short form. Podcasts, movie reviews, all my skits. TikTok is actually paying for minute-long videos now, so in order to monetize, they have to be a minute long. Anything shorter than that is actually just fun. I'm just posting it for fun now. But making short films, writing my own scripts, making it for myself is the only thing that has produced any results thus far for me. I've been signed with the same manager for almost two years now, and not a single job has come of that. Just a bunch of auditions, but no jobs. So I haven't lost anything there either. I've missed out, but I haven't lost. So if I'm missing out on something, well, I'm kind of used to that. I've been so unwelcomed by the industry, unable to get verified. In 2017, I graduated with two degrees in cinematic and media arts and have had no success finding jobs inside my own industry with my bachelor's. So instead of resorting to a warehouse kitchen job, there's a comma in between warehouse and kitchen. A warehouse kitchen job would kind of be nice. <laughs> but this still pays me. And it's going to be paying me for a while, if I can help it. I'm just not going to be deterred by people who think they speak for Hollywood. You're blacklisted in Hollywood now. Really? Hollywood moved that quickly? All of Hollywood must have seen the videos I made? Oh, wow. The three, uh, the three news organizations article writing places that reached out to me they actually I, I did see the rolling stone actually did publish new york times published about me and i don't know about time magazine i was kind of I, I was dismissive of him <laughs> but they were actually kind of nice they were they were fair to me in their articles and how they quoted me instead of instead of making it worse and like per perpetuating the hate so now all these boomers read the article and come chasing after me? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't happen. They were actually fair, and that's relieving. That's uh, hope restoring in the news media. I did actually <laughs> work in a warehouse just this past week for two days, and it's the first time I've stepped into a job 
in almost two years, an actual job. I worked two shifts, and <laughs> for multiple reasons, the people that I'm staying with, this is their job, so I went also to go help them, but if I'm missing, you know, a chunk of, like, a, a week of broadcasting on TikTok, then I need to supplement it with something, so... I went and uh, packaged a whole bunch of jerseys and, and made a bunch of boxes, hosed down a whole parking lot. <laughs> so that was that was actually refreshing and just to, to some degree. There's parts of it that I didn't like, but that's mostly just because of people's emotions. I swear, people and their emotions ruin a lot, especially if they fester on them. They fester and like sit there and, and look at it from different angles. That is not taking a thought active to God in like, Pushing away, pushing away the bad thoughts. That is, in fact, the opposite of that. I feel, this is what I feel. I feel deprived of healthy human interaction. I feel like I haven't had that for a while. Where you can just depend on somebody's actions being continually loving. Coming with no strings attached to it. There are a few people in my life who are doing that. And who have done that recently. And I thank them so much for that, seriously, but there's still, there's still diamonds in the rough, you know? There's a lot to wade through. This past week I have felt somewhat hopeless in <laughs> humanity, just, I don't know. Oh, that Bible recommendation that I made two weeks ago, check this out. That was, that was actually volume three, which is the New Testament. This right here is volume one, which is Genesis to Job. And I, I didn't explain the application commentary part in two weeks ago, and I meant to do that. So the application commentary. It will break down the, in bold here, this is Bible, and then this is an explanation of those words. Sometimes you can get a whole page of explanations in this, in this, just based off of half of a verse. I mean, he will break it down. And I mean that in the best way. It is, it helps me so much because he talks about the origins of Hebrew and Greek words in the modern day translation. And, and I will go, that's what that means? I never would have got that. And so some of these things have been incredibly insightful. One of the things being that I was reading about Paul, Apostle Paul. I didn't know this, but this is something that I have felt <laughs> about myself. And I'm, I, I don't think that it would only pertain to Christians who are larger than life Christians who are going to travel the world and spread the gospel and all that. Although, let me explain. So, apparently there was a messenger from Satan, the messenger of death, uh, the helper of Satan, who was given the task to torment Paul as a thorn. Only the, the Greek word, I think it's Greek, for thorn used in the Bible is actually closer to like a sword. So instead of like a little thorn in your hand or your foot or whatever, this is like a sword through the side kind of resembling what happened to Jesus Christ with the stabbing in the side. Paul's thorn manifested itself in the form of an illness, somebody following him around. And I actually forgot how else it manifested itself, but it was a demon that was attaching itself to Paul in some form, in some physical form. That is so interesting to me because back in Adam and Eve, 
in that story, Eve was condemned. You are going to have childbirth pains. I'm going to amplify your childbirth pains is what God did to Eve. But to man, to, to Adam, to Adam, he said, you are going to work the ground, work the earth. I think with very little benefit from it, like you're going to work more than what you get back. And you're going to experience thorns. That's another thing that God made sure to say to Adam. And so I was like, whoa, I wonder if Christian men are just, or just men are going to be experiencing thorns throughout their entire life because of the fall of man, just like women have to go through the hor horrific pains of childbirth. I don't mean to, if horrific's not the correct word then, <laughs> but it, it's, it seems horrific. It definitely looks okay. But the thorn concept to me really hit home. I was like, that's why I, that's the energy that I'm experiencing. Whether I'm in Michigan, Oregon, or Arizona, there is this energy that manifests itself through different people, Christian or not. And I feel like only in the past couple weeks did I, re did I recognize it as a thorn. And it helped me put a name to it. So I believe that I'm here on Earth to carry out some sort of divine mission. Maybe I'm delusional in thinking that, but I don't think so. So all of the online hate that I'm experiencing, all of the personal strife that I'm experiencing in my personal life, that rhymes, according to the Bible, all of that makes sense. It just makes sense to me. So when I start receiving online hate for a mistake, a, a little slip up that I made, if I threw a pebble and people come back at me with machine guns and flamethrowers, I'm like, here we go, Lord. This is it. This is what you're talking about. And I've seen comments like, oh, Christians have such a persecution fetish. And I'm like, uh, no, we just know it's going to happen. We, we don't want it to happen. Jesus even prayed to God, please don't make me actually die. Jesus didn't want it. And I think we're very close to the end times. I heard, I heard somebody make the argument for September, mid-September, so Rosh Hashanah, I think it is, in the Bible, Jesus says, no man knows the hour, the day or the hour that I will come back for my second returning. Well, Rosh Hashanah, nobody knows the day or hour that it's going to occur on because it always moves. It's dependent on when they see a little, you know, something in the sky. I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know what I'm talking about. Because nobody regularly knows the day or hour for that holiday as it reoccurs every September, I heard a very intriguing argument that mid-September could be it. <laughs> I don't know. But people like Elon Musk, you know, they're saying we have this plan for 2030. By 2030, we want to do this. And I believe in the seven-year tribulation, so it would make sense for 2023, something to happen, something big, meaning a lot of Christians disappear, that it's then explained away back here on Earth, going, uh, yeah, that was definitely UFOs, guys. Yep, that, those were aliens, for sure. I believe that could occur in this year, and then by 2030, no more Earth. So, that's unnerving, but as a Christian, you shouldn't be scared. Bleh. All right, I think I've talked enough. Thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys hopefully next week if I can shut my mouth and not upset people again. <laughs> okay, bye everybody. Peace. Emph emphasis on peace, okay?